Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk in daily faith with Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. Good morning. It's good to have you in the house of the Lord. I've got a question for you. Have you ever tried to have a conversation with somebody who is highly distracted? Just me? Few of us, right? I think now with technology, people are so easily distracted. When you're trying to have a conversation with somebody and they're either on their phone, checking their phone, or now they have a smartwatch and Either, just so you're aware, if you have a phone and you're in a conversation and you keep checking your phone, here's what it tells me. You have somewhere else to be or someone more important to talk to you. Now, Melissa, she has a different vibrate on my phone and a different ringtone. So if her, if she texts me or calls me, I will tell people immediately, I'm sorry, this is Melissa and I'll check it because I don't want my family stuck on the side of the road somewhere. Or, um, you know what I've done twice already? I'm going to confess right now. So our Mazda car has heated seats. I love it. it I, just, I drive it all the time. And here's what I found out. I do believe this. I read this online, that you know you're getting older when you turn the heated seats on, not to actually warm you up, but to actually to help your lower back. Amen. Right? It's like, um, but because our other car doesn't have it, we bought a like, heated seat thing that you plug into your lighter and you can turn it on and, and keep you warm. So every time I drive the Escape, I turn it on because I'm spoiled now, but the Mazda, you turn the car off and the seat turns off, not in the escape. So twice I've had to boost my car. (laughs) And Melissa and Emma were going somewhere one day and all of a sudden I get a text message and it goes off and I'm in a meeting. So I'm like, oh, she'll call me if it's important. She texts right again and I'm like, or calls right again. And I'm like, oh, I should answer this. And she's like, did you uh, use the heated seat in the escape? To which my response was, I'll be right home. (laughs) But I don't even know where that came in. But when you're having a conversation with people, oh, that's why, because we're having a phone. And so when you're talking, I will tell people what's going on. But now with the um, smart watches and everything, people will continue to look at their their watch to see what the text message is. But instead of engaging in the conversation we're having. And I don't know about you, but I'm trying to teach my kids eye contact. Right? There's a part of conversation that when you're having a conversation, you make eye contact, you show the, that you're engaged, that you're having the conversation. And here's the other thing with text messaging for all the teenagers or the young adults in the room. You forget that you're in a conversation and you don't realize how often you roll your eyes. Anybody notice that when you're talking to a teenager and you tell them something they don't like and right in front of you, they just roll their eyes and you're like, do you realize you just rolled your eyes? And they're like, I didn't roll my eyes. Yeah, you did. But when we're having conversations, we need to be engaged. We need to make sure that we turn our attention to the person we're talking to. Last week, Pastor Melissa talked about engaging God and how sin and shame could hold us back from engaging with him. Today, I want to share with you how God wants to engage with us. He wants to engage with you. He's created us for this reason. But to engage with him, we need to turn to him. We need to turn to God. We need to give him our attention. If you read in Genesis in the first chapter, 
It tells us how the world was created. And on the sixth day, God created man in his own image. Everything else he created, and he created it beautifully, but it was only humans that are created in his image. You know what that tells me? Each and every one of us is special. Each and every one of us is special. So here's what I want you to say. I want you to turn to your neighbor and I want you to say, in God's eyes, I'm special. You especially want to say this to your spouse. In God's eyes, I'm special. Parents, kids, you want to look at your parents right now and just say, hey, just so you know, in God's eyes, I'm special. If we continue to read in Genesis, you'll get down to chapter 3 where it's recorded about how sin entered our world. And sin enters the world through two things that humans still struggle with today. And that's disobedience to God and pride. See, Adam and Eve were not supposed to eat the fruit and Satan tempted them that they would have the ability to be like God. And so they ate the fruit. And now it's a few verses after that that I want to draw your attention to. And Pastor Melissa talked about this a little bit last week. But I want you to look at Genesis 3, 8 to the beginning of verse 10. It says this. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord as he was walking in the garden. In the cool of day, they hid from the Lord, Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden. Let's pray. Father, as we turn our attention to your word, I ask you to open up our hearts, open up our ears to hear from you. Speak to us this morning. Father, I ask you to hide me behind the cross and let my words be yours. Speak through me today. And Lord, I pray for people to leave here challenged and encouraged this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you look at verse 8, we read that the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden. Can you imagine being to a point where hearing God so clearly that you actually don't even need to hear his voice, you can hear him walking. You can hear his presence just around you. This morning as we sense his presence, but just being so sensitive to the fact that you're like, oh, he's in the room. He's here. Now we understand that there's an omnipresent God, so he's everywhere, but there's a, there's a manifestation presence where the word tells us we're two or three together, the Lord is there. So there's a difference than just the Lord is everywhere. And then when two or three are gathered, his presence is there. And then in verse 10, Adam answers God and says, I heard you in the garden. So engaged that he could hear him walking around. Now, I don't know about you guys, but in our new house, uh, we live in a bungalow. And so our main bedroom, the master bedroom is in the basement. And so we sleep underneath where our kids are. And here's the crazy thing, and I'm, I don't know if you have this in your home, but when our kids get up, if it's the middle of the night or sometime during the night or even in the morning, if we're awake and we're laying in bed, we can tell what kid it is by the way they walk. By the way they walk. Emma kind of walks like me. We kind of walk around like ninjas. Nobody knows we're coming. Miles kind of walks like Melissa. Sounds like a herd of elephants are walking through the upstairs. <laughs> Only because they're, I call them heel walkers. They walk on their heels. And so I can tell immediately, like, that's Miles. And you can hear Emma hop out of bed and then you hear nothing. 
And you're like, that's, that's Emma. And so we can identify who it is by their footsteps because we're in a relationship and we know them, we spend time with them, we live with them. How close do we need to be to God to just hear his footsteps? So here we're teaching tonight on hearing God. Can you imagine for a moment being so connected to him? What would your life be like if you were so connected that you could hear his footsteps? What would change in your life? What would change in your relationships? What would change in your workplace if you're so connected? Can you imagine being Adam and Eve and walking and talking with God in the cool of the night? You just finished your evening tea and you get up off the porch and you go for a walk. You're just walking with God and you can hear him, you can feel his presence and you're just walking and talking together. And then the next day, nothing. You're removed from the garden. What do we need to do to walk and talk with God on this level? To get to a point where we're right with him. Luke 11, verse 9 and 10 says, So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be open. See, when we seek God, we find him. It's not a game of hide and seek with God. It's when you seek him, you find him. I always relate it to playing hide-and-seek with a toddler. You just have to say, where are you? And their immediate response is, right here. So if you think God is hiding, just ask him, where are you? He just goes, right here. He wants to talk to us. See, Genesis 5, uh, if you want to read a chapter that's really exciting, I encourage you to read chapter 5. Some people are like, what is chapter five about? It literally goes through the family line from Adam to Noah. It's not exciting to read. But there's something that catches my attention every time I read it. See, it starts off that it literally just talks about like Adam lived to a certain age, had a kid, and Lenny lived a total age, and then that kid lived to a certain age, had a kid, and then he lived to a certain age, and so on and so on through the generations all the way to Noah. But as we get down in the chapter 5, we get to a guy named Jared. And Jared had a son named Enoch. And in Genesis 5, verse 21 to 24, it's the most, it's the most talked about in this chapter about one guy. And it says this, when Enoch had lived 65 years, he became the father of Methuselah. And after he became the father of Methuselah, Enoch walked faithfully with God 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Enoch lived a total of 365 years. Enoch walked faithfully with God and then he was no more because God took him away. God took him away. 
It's interesting as you read through the family line. I want you to think of your family line. As you read through this, as you go on, it literally just talks about the way it opens up. Enoch lived 65 years. He became a father. And after he became a father, he, Enoch lived another 300 years. This is all it goes through, nonstop, back and forth. But all of a sudden, Enoch changes his family line. It says Enoch walked faithfully with God. See, if you continue reading, it goes, it goes back to Methuselah. I had a kid, and Methuselah lived 969 years, which is the oldest dude that ever lived. I don't know if you get to 969 years, you're probably ready to go. But it just continues back in the regular order. But you look at Enoch, and it changes everything. Enoch walked faithfully with God. Verse 24, Enoch walked faithfully with God and then was no more because he was taken away. Now I want you to know I've done some math on this and I, I've done it before, but I redid it this week because I wanted to make sure I was right. If you read through it, Adam walked with God. Then six generations later, his great, 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 great grandson walked with God. And if you read through it, Adam was 622 years old when Enoch was born. And then Enoch lived 365 years. So Adam was actually alive for 308 of those years. I'm wondering if Enoch was sitting around a fire with his great, 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 great grandfather. And he asked a question that the whole family said, we don't talk about this. We don't talk to great, 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 great grandfather about the garden. And I wonder if Enoch just had enough courage as a little innocent boy just to ask the question, what was it like? What was it like to walk with God? And I can imagine Adam in tears telling Enoch how amazing it was and, and how he wished he could go back. So Enoch did something that no one else in his family did. He started to walk with God. He started to talk with God. He started to renew the relationship that God had with his great, 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 great grandfather. To a point that after his great, great, great grandfather died, 57 years after that, Enoch and God were walking together and they got to a point where I just imagine God kind of looked back and saw Enoch's house and said, hey, we're closer to my place. Let's just keep walking. And he just walked home with God. What if you decided today to do something different in your family? See, maybe you grew up in the church or you didn't grow up in the church. But what if you engage with God in a new way today? What if you engage with God in a deeper way? Now, see, here's what you have to understand. If you decided today you grew up in the church, you had godly parents and everything was great, or you didn't grow up in the church and your parents still don't know God, 
no matter what side of the coin, if you decided today to go deeper, to start walking with God on a deeper level, your parents would be thrilled. Your grandparents would be thrilled. Your great-grandparents would be thrilled. Your great-great-great-great-grandparents would be thrilled. Because every parent in the room, every parent online, every parent that's ever lived wants their kids to go farther and better and deeper than they ever did. There's not one godly parent. There's not one person that looks at their kids and goes, oh, I hope their life is terrible. Every parent wants their kids to succeed even farther. And that includes in your walk with Jesus. Jeremiah 29, 13 says this, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. What if in 2022, what if your first priority all of a sudden became Jesus? What if he was the number one priority in your life? See, I was listening to a podcast this week to hear, to hear about creating new habits in my life. And it said that one reason we don't make changes in our lives is that we focus on the what. So what do you need to do? Well, Chad, I, I need to spend more time with God. And many of us, that's probably how we start off the new year. Every year, like, I know I got to spend more time with him. And we concentrate on the what. But then it says this, we don't understand the how. You want to spend more time with God, but how? James Clear, he says this, goals don't determine success. Systems determine success. So we need to focus on changing our systems to produce the results you're looking for. We need to move and God meets us. You need to change systems in your life. What is it that you're already changing, you're already moving, it naturally happens. You gotta change those things in your life. See, James 4, 8 says this, come near to God and he will come near to you. We move first. We move first. And he's waiting for us. He's waiting with open arms. I want you to watch this testimony video that we have for you this morning. So just turn your attention to the screens. Um, so I grew up in a Christian home and always had um, an awareness of God. And I would say since my teen years, a personal relationship with God. And I always knew that he spoke, but more of a sense or an awareness or just a like knowing or sometimes a Bible verse coming to mind, like that kind of thing. But then going through this exercise, through the study that we did, um, just writing my initial and then a question, and as simple as, God, what do you think of me? And then writing a G for God, and then keep on writing what I feel like he's saying to me um, has been really powerful. And I'm always amazed at how kind and loving he is to me. Um, and that's an area I'm growing in, just like I'm growing in this journaling prayer thing. Um, but just, and I think it's what's most impactful is not just that I know that God said it, but I can go back and I can read it when I start to question, was that really God? And I know that it is because I asked him and instantly he answered. 
And so that's just been a really comforting thing. And sometimes I flip through my journal and just look back at kind of some of the things, the questions I've asked or, you know, the things that he's answered. And, and sometimes, sometimes I'll ask and he'll answer and I'll leave it at that. And then sometimes either I'll respond or I'll ask further. And so it's been really neat to, I think, learn that about prayer, that it, it's not just me talking to God or God talking to me, but the actual conversation. It's been really cool. Laura is one of our board of directors. And through the process of leading them through some of the teaching that we're talking about in hearing God, she took this first step in just doing things a little bit differently. And tonight as we open up hearing God and we start tonight, that's one of the exercises we're going to do is, is how we pray and how we write it out. But when we turn to God and we anticipate that he's going to move, he moves towards us the moment we take a step. So what is your step this year? What are you doing to change your systems? I want you to look at Moses. Moses in Exodus 3, verse 1 to 4 says, Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Harab, the mountain of God, there the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within the bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. I want you to look at verse 4. And it says, the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him. It was when he'd gone over. It's when he moved towards the bush. It's when we move that God speaks. The one who seeks, finds. See, the prodigal son's father, he was waiting on the porch. And the moment he saw his son come, he ran to him. And I believe there's some of you in this room that you want to go deeper with God and he's actually just waiting on the porch with open arms just saying, turn to me. Turn to me. He's knocking on the door wanting to walk with you and me, wanting to talk to each one of us. So the question is, will you open the door? Will you open up the time in your life? Will you change your system, your routine so that you have time to engage with him in a new way this year? I want to tell you something simple I did this year. Somebody in the church, we're just kind of journeying together on a couple things. And, and one of the things that we've done, and he encouraged me to do, and there's a few other ones I know that have done this, is I've deleted social media off my phone. So if you're messaging me and I'm not getting back to you, it's because well, I don't see it. But I took it off my phone, so in the morning, when I'm doing my devotions on my phone, I get no notifications, and there's no temptation to check out social media because I think something important happened that's more important than God. Your favorite recipe is not more important than God. There's not a cat video that's more important than God. But when I took it off, now I'm not distracted. I actually have more time, not just to spend time with God, but I feel more productive in my day. I 
What change do you need to make in your daily system? See, Enoch's daily system had a walk with God. It put him in what we call the uh, verse, the chapter, the hall of fame of faith. In Hebrews 11, verse 5, it says this of Enoch. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. How many of you want to be commended as one who pleased God? And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. This year, starting today, will you earnestly seek him? Will you turn to him? today let's pray father i thank you that you created us to have a relationship with you that lord you sent your son to die to restore that relationship father you now stand at the door knocking hoping that we will open the door to engage in this relationship with you so father help us to make the changes we need to make to put you on the throne of our lives to walk with you daily holy spirit show us the right path and give us the strength to walk in it let us be a light for you restore the relationship with us let us walk in the garden with you in a sensitivity in jesus name we pray amen amen so god bless you as you go i ask you to take a step this this week turn towards god there is still room in the hearing god seminar starting tonight starts at 6 30 And so if you're coming, please sign up to make sure that we have the material for you. So go, take your first step in a deeper walk with God, and we'll see you tonight. Thanks for checking out this week's message, Bethel Church Podcast. We hope that it's blessed you and encouraged you, and that you come back and check out next week's message as well.